0: there's a feeling of agitation Caused by the presence or an imminence of danger
1: You Why do you think people believe in ghosts? I do am so oh, sorry you, right
2: right 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 you not anymore
3: A last fire will Behind those eyes that house will
2: rock There's a presence in the house with me You can't hurt you if you don't believe it I suggest you leave that house
1: もう
0: ひできあ秀樹。
2: I was young I used to wait on master and
0: hand him his plate And pass the bottle when he got dry And brush away the bluefin fly Jimmy crack call and I don't care Jimmy crack call and I don't care Jimmy crack on and I don't care My nest is gone away And when he'd ride in the afternoon i follow after with a hickory broom the pony being rather shy When bitten by the blue tail fly Jimmy crack corn and I don't care Jimmy crack corn and I don't care Jimmy crack corn and, and I don't care My nest is gone away
3: One day he ride around the farm The fly so numerous they did swarm One chance to bite him
0: on the thigh the devil takes the boot, they'll fly. Jimmy Crack-Con and I don't care Jimmy crack Corn, and I don't care Jimmy crack and I don't care My master's gone away The pony run, he jump, he pitch He throw my master in the ditch He died and the jury wondered why it
2: was the
1: Okay, Dave, that's it. Screw you and your college flunkies. I've had enough of this from you
0: and from everyone else. I know what you guys are trying to do. Break me down, drive me out of the force. Well, it's gonna take a hell of a lot more than a lame prank like this to get Curtis Mooney to throw in his badge, so fuck you! Over.
2: Did
3: you miss me? I guess not! One. Hello, ladies ladies and gentlemen! (laughs) Welcome back to Inside Movies Galore. Uh, (laughs) I am your host, uh, one of your hosts, uh, David Stregge, but um, we are... are, um, is this the uh, the still the month where we are giving th- films a second chance? Um, and uh, uh, Mo, uh, we're doing your picks for uh, for the, uh, this week. So Indeed. why don't you tell me what this uh, second film uh, is all about? Well, I mean, like this. The stick chick that works as a projectionist has a friend who's like a news reporter. And, and basically, she had an abortion at one time, so she's going around cutting out the ovaries of other women, as one does. And, mm-hmm. you know, this reporter chick introduces her to this guy that they both fall in love with that makes them crazy and they try to kill each other. That's maybe in a nutshell.
2: <laughs> There's a lot
3: of awesome neon billboards and it's got a pretty good soundtrack. This is one that definitely I fucking kind of hated the first time that I saw it. It was probably a good 10, 11 years ago when I bought the movie. And I bought it after having torrented the original one like we talked about in the previous discussion. Oh, yeah. I liked that one. You know, I just could never find it on DVD. But I found the second one, bought it, and I was pretty hyped on it based on the first one. And it just didn't live up to it at the time. But at the time, I didn't appreciate a lot of the things a movie like this offers. But that's it's about the size of it, man. I don't know. Is this all your guys' first time watching this? Uh, yeah, I uh,
0: yeah, I was posting about it on uh, Facebook and on the Slasher app, which I recently joined. Um, uh, it's it's kind of neat, by the way. Check check, check yeah, Slasher. I gotta
3: use more of it. You know? yeah. It seems cool.
0: But anyway, so uh, when I posted about it, people were like. I thought you were talking about Evil Dead, too. Like, people were confused. They thought the (laughs) crap was, like, a typo. Um, A few people were like, oh, man, you are in for it. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. And uh, so, I'm going to be honest, the first third of the movie, pretty slow. No idea what was going on. Second half really picks up and started engaging me. And then the last third of it... What the heck? Um, <laughs> yes. pretty, much, yes. pretty much at no point was I fully sure what was happening. Um, <laughs> but it was, I can't say it was bad. Like, I want to say, say it was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I described it on Slasher as a mashup of Eraserhead, the New York Ripper, and a little bit of Phenomena.
3: Yeah, yeah, phenomena, suspir- some type of Italian neon fucking goodness, you know. They and uh, the candy light shit that they do. No and uh, Dustin, uh, you should also definitely go back and watch the uh, for, uh, first one. Yeah, that was going to be my both. follow-up question. Have you seen I've, the original? I've heard it has absolutely nothing
0: whatsoever to do with the plot of this movie.
3: Not entirely true. There is a connection, yeah. but uh, not you know essential. It's to very loose. Yeah, it's very loose. It, it's more really just like a conceptual. I think the fancy people call it uh, <laughs> connection, <laughs> Remember, It's really like a direct plot line. But um, Brandon might, you know, be able to clue us in a little bit more on that later. Oh yeah. Um, definitely check out the first one, though. So, what about you, Brandon? Was this your? I think this was your first watch with both of
4: them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and of course, if you haven't checked it out, uh, you should definitely after this check out our uh, pre-show where we talk about the first film, and. Looking at this, I had uh, been curious about it, and I was just going to wait until uh, Dave provided us with some extra ability to see it, but uh, after seeing the first film, loving the heck out of it for the most part, and uh, and so when I had to go ahead and, and get myself a copy of the uh, second one, and this was my first time viewing, and definitely after seeing what was the the ride that the first film provided, the second film... Uh, I was a bit disappointed, I'll admit. Uh, But uh, Mm. still, uh, overall, I still felt like it was a fairly decent film and definitely worth a rewatch.
3: I I think I've kind of skimmed over mentioning this before, too, but the first Evil Dead, did I mention that it was released, like, on home video on the day I was born? Like, the first Evil Dead trap? Huh. Yeah, I think I, I skimmed over that. It is in my notes here, but... Uh, okay. I don't know. What do you guys think of the overall plot of the film? I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. It is basically <laughs> what they fucking describe. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, that is yeah. kind of the plot. It's, you know, it's like... There's... Uh, Two chicks the chick man, works uh, as a projectionist, and she keeps... She's, like, haunted by a tiny boy, right? And it turns um, out that, you know, it maybe is, like... Well, we obviously know it's Hideki from the first one if we're thinking about it. Yeah, in that sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then, we could easily uh, assume it's just the ghost of, like, her aborted baby. Right? I don't get and how Hide- Hideki is uh, also the child that evidently is at home, uh, 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 at the home where the guy is actually living.
4: Well, uh, was that was. That was... Oh, well, go ahead. I was going to say, Hideki is kind of a ghost child, uh, essentially. Yeah, and, uh, but what happened uh, to his body is...
3: at the end of the first one where he's like, mama. Uh,
4: I, I, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the less said about that, the better. Uh, but, but, <laughs> you know, I look at it... Well, if you think about the story, if you go back to the original Evil Dead Trap, this is where the connection is. When you look at this, Hideki is essentially... There was this family and you had the older brother and this and the younger brother. The younger brother being Hideki. Hideki died before his time and ended up uh, possessing his older brother, too. Uh, by the way, yeah, that's so how you, was, you that? trap one. I actually, uh, I that, interpreted it
3: like he absorbed him, like a twin. You know, where they find like a massive tumor on some motherfucker, and it turns out that there's like an hair accident. and teeth in I, there, and it's like, no, it's I, a person. You know, I, I feel like Hideki uh, was a uh, very much like basket case, where he yeah. he was uh, he was basic uh, basically deformed at birth uh, uh, to the point where he was almost. No he got a, deep. the brother. It's a thing that happens, Never. like sometimes twins absorb the other one. Like it's like some savage fucking in utero thing or whatever where you're like in the in the womb fucking still or some shit. Yeah. And you just yeah. like eat the other twin and and then sometimes they'll have like a tumor that has like teeth and hair and so like a person partially farming in it. It's fucked mm-hmm. up. Like Ripleys believe it or not shit, but it really does happen and that's how i interpreted the hideki thing which made it like oh. a weird more of a body horror thing than a supernatural thing to me in the first see, one at least so,
4: yeah. and i get i get where you're coming from but with the pictures on the wall and the story that they were telling uh, you know hideki was a uh, i mean and it's the same basic child pictured as is the one that's showing up in the uh, in the background uh, I really feel like Kadeki was a real individual, and he just be- and it became more of a possession than it was a uh, uh, thing there, and that was just the show of the possession. Hence the uh, weird, the weird possession scene at the end, where you see him kind of coming out of the uh, body of the um, uh, reporter at the end. That's uh, to me the, where the connection lies, and this is more of a free roaming version, but still. Right. You notice there, there's still mm-hmm. that possession angle uh, all the so same. So, you very much think that there is a supernatural angle to both oh. of these films? Oh, yeah.
3: The oh, second yeah. one, for sure. I mean, like, I see what he's, where he's going with that. And it makes more sense in the second one that that's what's going on. I, I don't know. I think that's fun, though, that we interpret it differently. The first one I yeah. take very much on more of a body horror level. Like, he really had that twin inside him, and it was talking to him. That's the way I I took it, but now that Brandon mentions the possession angle, in a sense, yeah, he did kind of possess him because, um, you know, he kind of had an Anthony Perkins moment, you know? Well, I think he could take over and control the body in the first one. I think in this second one, they definitely were leaning more towards a ghost child, because they had the kid showing up, you know? In the movie theater, looking all ghosty and shit, and oh yeah, the lady <laughs> and the guys like you should go to the yeah, cult. And that
1: doesn't
3: what this cult. Has to that do. <laughs> that doesn't explain the moment where he walked into the room, a uh, room, and, and he was like, "Oh, you're back," you know. Well, that whole shit with his family was some weirdness. Yeah, oh, very weird. Like uh-huh. like he was uh, like he was a married man and yet
4: he was going out and, uh, and making uh, the two women love him. Hey, it's that it's that rapey angle back again that you are talking about with the first.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, God. there's got to be the rapey guy in both these movies, because, you know, the connection <laughs> to the pink film. That seemed to really. kind of
0: come out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what's happening?
3: <laughs> yeah, All of a sudden, he's a rapist. <laughs> 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 I like this dude.
0: <laughs>
3: it's kind of like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde kind of a thing, because on the one angle he's got this like erotic like relationship with the uh, newspaper report- reporter, and then on the other hand, when when he gets with the uh, the projectionist, he goes all Hyde on her, you know. So hey, but he likes those thick chicks, man. I mean, that's (laughs) something on a more serious note that I think was handled very well in the movie is, you know, because, okay, basic plot line is there's this, like, what most people might consider a chubby chick, like a dumpy chick that fucking works as, like, this Mm -hmm. projectionist at this movie theater.
0: She looks kind of normal to me,
3: but... Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I'm fine with it, but I get what they I were going for in the way they dressed her uh, in the, the parts where she's not yeah. killing. Uh, they were
4: kind of because her unattractive. girl. Right. That, and then they to
3: frame is very attractive in other parts of the movie, which I think yeah. is like, you know, it, just in terms of cinematography or whatever and the way they pulled all of it off, I think is very well done. You know? Uh, oh, yeah. But basically, she works as this projectionist, and she's haunted by this vision of this small boy while she's, like, killing motherfuckers, taking out their ovaries and shit. Her and her friend, who's, like, her high school friend, uh, that's, be like, a former pop idol that's became a TV reporter. Mm-hmm. They both, like, have the hots for this dude, Kurahashi, who is this dope guy with glasses that, well, he's cool until he gets a little rapey. And then fucking... basically it turns out that you know this girl is the serial killer that's been killing all these people and this guy like they kind of allude that they're trying to draw all these forces together Mm i am the only one that picked that up out of the translation there is some strange spiritual
0: revival he you know oh there is a dark force here kind of thing like I uh I'm not gonna lie and say I understood it,
3: <laughs> uh, because it was it very like, place. yeah, it makes sense for like the first two thirds of it, and then once it gets into the culty stuff and all that, it's kind of just becomes like I don't know, weirdly dreamlike. You're just going through the rest of the movie. Well, and, yeah, that, that whole c- uh, scene with uh, with the uh, the spiritualist lady uh, lady uh, th- uh, that was uh, that was something else. <laughs> Uh, uh where all of the uh, all the people in that cl- uh, cult room were all like shaking and it kind of reminded me of this one moment where where i was uh, was in a a, um, a episcopalian ch- uh, church and uh they uh, they they spoke with tongues and Did you sh- hanging out with like the rattlesnake shakers and shit? yeah i was dude <laughs> <tongues>. that's <laughs> fucking <oily. laughs> uh But, uh Yeah, that that was that very reminiscent of of shit like that, (laughs) Uh, where uh, supposedly you speak in tongues, you're supposed to be be able to speak a heavenly language uh, 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 that only God and angels were supposed to speak, or something like that. You know? know? Sure, why not? Fucking, you know. But I think the movie makes sense as the basic sort of like this girl's a serial killer she's got oh, yeah. a love triangle going on with her news reporter friends who used to be a pop idol so she thinks a lot more of herself than she should kind of thing and <laughs> there's this dude Kurahashi stuck in the middle of it who is really a bonafide fucking creep but also weirdly likable well, and yeah and like like then most of the movie makes sense up to the point where that stuff starts happening, and then it's like, okay, this is clearly like some fever dream. We're supposed to be in her position and and, and feel how this craziness is like coming on type. Thing. Well. And to uh, to me, I think this is where the uh, uh, where it gets kind of go- uh, goofy as well, because uh, th- then it's like it's a slow realization that it's very possible that the the thicker chick uh, has actually had an abortion at one point in time, because there are abortion oh, yeah. themes throughout the entire second half of the uh, yeah he uh, said uh, that of the film. Thing. Oh yeah. And, and if you catch it, she even says to that one bitch, like that Emmy girl, like, I know you told that motherfucker about my abortion. And she says something like, I, I don't know, she, the whole time she seems to be reveling in this girl's loneliness, too. Uh-huh. So and she's not exactly the best friend that, uh, that, that she uh, sounds her out to be. Okay. No, she's it's it seems like a one of those situations where the girl from high school kept the fat friend around to make her look better, but this time it's backfiring. So it makes her just as crazy as the girl that's already a serial killer, you know. She kept her around yeah. to get the, uh,
1: the the free movie
3: tickets. So <laughs> I America. guess I mean uh, for all the hot dates that she would go on, you know. So I don't know. Do you guys have any characters? Yeah. I mean, they really this one, this the cast of this one's a lot more bare bones compared to the the previous movie. I, I Any of you guys have like a character that stood out to you? I know I've mentioned a few, but there really is only a few. Uh,
0: the only character that I really noticed a whole lot about was our main character, um, like. Ah, uh, this was just such a strange movie. I have trouble processing it. <laughs> I it yeah, is. It's, I do. Too. It's
3: about well, that ethereal sort of uh, not to sound stupid, but like that otherworldly fucking quality to uh, it. You know? It's
2: so weird. Yeah, you can talk right.
3: forever about these movies, but this time it's just kind of like I'm kind of
2: yeah, t- I'm,
0: I'm kind of
3: stumped about the uh, the last fourth of the movie. To be honest, yeah. Well, <laughs> just <the last> <laughs> <course>. <laughs> Well, I, I get it up to a certain point, point. Uh, 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 and then it, it it's like they uh, they broke it, uh, broke all the rules after that. It's like uh, uh, gu- goodbye, real world. Let's fuck with the uh, uh, let's let uh, let's fuck with you now, you know? Yeah, the first part of it is very much like this girl is a fucking serial killer, and clearly, like at yeah. night overwhelmed by her incel life or whatever, she fucking goes on, like, these crazy murder sprees where she becomes this person that's kind of like the embodiment of what she'd like to probably be most of the time, mm-hmm. but isn't.
1: And, and it's and, on uh, one of the...
3: And she lost a baby, so that's like the core of her fucking whole motivation here is that she lost this kid. But she and also so sees cutting the ovaries, which IMDb totally gets wrong. She cuts she the ovaries out of these fucking chicks, yeah. dude, because like they're able to have babies. Yeah. And did when, you did you what? also did you also see the, uh, uh, um, how the news reporter chick after she filmed the dead body of the one victim? And when she saw the she victim, turned that on. turned her on. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, So
0: she, she got the that, that K- Kiyuki, whatever dude. <laughs> that's, what she she that's what that random hotel hookup was. Because it's like, we-, we suddenly cut to it and it's like, wait a minute, who are these people now? <laughs> <laughs> At least that was my experience. Yeah.
3: And she's just like I got turned on by the dead bodies. <laughs> <Once> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, I'm I'm like ultra depressed uh, right now. So I see that chick was wasn't just as much as I should be should have been.
3: <laughs> no, that's understandable, bud. Uh, that shit was gross from the get go. But then the way her, you know, Emmy's uh, character is portrayed through the whole thing makes that it grosser as that, it goes on. You that know? was some necromantic uh, type shit right there. So that well, uh, just eventually snaps far. because <laughs> <laughs> he basically ends up pregnant with the fucking dude that they've entrapped between them in this weird, you know, love triangle thing. Uh, well, which is handled very well. I mean the guy blatantly doesn't prefer that girl. And that's something that I thought was kinda cool about the movie is the it really does a lot like against the sort of stereotype that the hot chick has to be the main girl of a horror movie. And I think she, oh, yeah. and I think she kind of saw that happen uh, 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 because uh, she was like, "Have you fucked her
1: yet?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I told I you, told you to, to, but to make him make her think that he base she basically made it all happen, but that dude really does prefer her. That was a fucking bonafide creep, but. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely not your average plot to horror film in, in terms of casting, right? Like,
4: oh yeah,
3: you know, I think that that stuff's pretty amazing. I think that fucking the tr- the fact that they treat it like it's no big deal to through the whole movie is pretty dope and kind of ahead of its time. But well, uh, and, though, and though he got kind of rapey, uh, did you notice how she was actually getting into the rape? Well, what? I mean, to? <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: I that was a confusing scene because he's like really yeah. forceful, and then she's, I don't know, like I, I can't really, I can't quite tell in that scene
3: because ah, it doesn't. Seem uh, like I'll huge. be the one to say it. I don't know. If you've ever watched Asian porn, it's hard to tell if they like it or not. I mean, that's,
4: <laughs> just, I mean, sure. that's
3: a good point, I suppose. It, it's just facts, you know. Like I can never tell. So, <laughs> in, in a movie like this, it's open to interpretation. I, mean, it's oh, a different I think culture. it was like half rape, and half consensual, kind of like the scene in the previous movie. If you uh, well, it's it's a, it's such a different culture in terms of like. When you got to remember, like these were born, born out of. Us? Yeah. right. You got to remember, these were also born out of the skin flick genre, technically. Yeah. What is? What is these films? Uh, this is 1992. Was when it yeah. Too. Uh, so well, Japan man. So the mysteries of the East—they're all about the shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, remember, remember,
4: uh, Japan, other, t- oh, yeah, remember yeah. Japan. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say you have a couple other things that are interesting ideas and sections when it comes to Japanese lore, and uh, one one of these is, they have an interesting, uh, uh, I guess you could call it pro-life uh, thing, when it comes to uh, some of their ghost lore. They right. uh, They do a, a sort of like a demon fetus ghost lore, which is uh, yeah, kind of Yeah, this plays a, off a, that for
3: sure. I assume from, that's yeah. basically what was going on.
4: So uh, that uh, goes in there, and of course, with uh, Hideki, I, I feel like Hideki actually uh, once the woman was pregnant, uh, I think that she was that the uh, fetus was uh, possessed by Hideki uh, in order to get his revenge. But where does and the other
3: family come into it? You know? Yeah,
4: because like, uh, the, uh, after-
3: the whole shit. Yeah, because after he gets uh, done boning her after her dead, uh, dead body fetish, uh, um, he 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 goes home in a taxi, uh, or was it after he visited? Um, uh, he visited the thick girl, um, uh, but he goes home in a taxi. Slips on his wedding ring and goes home. And the first moment you see, you don't really see his family. You actually uh, hear him talk to. Who? Someone in the darkness. Yeah, that's that's definitely like
4: some scumbag.
3: I think it's like some eraser head shit, bro. Like he comes in there and the fucking family's in there, all weird in the dark. He's like, "Have you been sitting like this all day?" And they're like, "I don't know." It's creepy to say the least, but uh, I mean uh, I think that's just there to be weird in Japanese, honestly. Okay, and, I don't uh, know that it really means that. Much. That's not the only time he go- actually goes home either. Um, it, it's the second time that we actually get to see uh, this so-called family and a full uh, a, a full look at a uh, uh, at a child that he calls Hideki. So I'm wondering where uh, where the fuck this child. Uh, this full-figured looking child that's not gray and ghosty has to do with the rest of the story. Well, they allude to there being, like, this Hideki force, like this entity is trying to draw other forces to it, you know. Uh, They try to expand on it a bit in this second one, but I think no matter probably which version you get, it's kind of lost to translation.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah i agree obviously this
3: fucking yeah obviously they're trying to basically say that this this entity from the first movie is trying to like bring these other evil people towards it in a way Uh, draw uh, draw all the evil negativity yeah Yeah. so like Kurahashi's family is just this fucked up japanese like i don't know if you guys have ever seen that what's visitor q like, you know, Kurohashi's family is like that fucked up Visitor Q family, like these Eraserhead people. And then fucking, you know, Annie is like this crazy, vindictive, like, piece of shit news reporter, pop idol girl. And then you have Aki who's like this serial killer chick, you know. And they're all sort of drawn together by the force of this kid. That's okay. I mean, did I interpret that wrong, or did anybody else get that vibe from the... Uh, I guess that makes sense. So, uh,
0: my experience with... When it comes to, like, Asian horror um, in general, it's kind of... uh, You know how in the comics, like, Superman is weak to magic because he doesn't understand it? It's sort of like that. Uh, It's like, I'll watch something, um, like audition or whatever, and I'll just be sitting there like, what's going on? <laughs> like, there's a lot of stuff you miss. It. Uh, because it's made for, like, a very different culture. I mean, it's still good, it's just, um, I wish I understood it better.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, like, be like a closet fucking, what do you call it, like a I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely, definitely understand it from just exposure to anime. and I'm pretty sure Brandon <laughs> knows a lot more about us when it comes to that stuff. And this dude who just rolled up in here like a beast right now. Yeah,
4: there we go. Oh, well, uh, yeah. he got some anime. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've seen a few shows. So, oh, hey, welcome, Jake. Happy birthday, by the way. Welcome. I totally missed you. you
0: during apocalypse <laughs> week and. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, I had a bad time. I
3: had you gotta get your first impressions on this fight like, so you can dive in here with us.
1: Whoa! Well. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <He watched> i <it>. you <laughs> I honestly, I did not have any strong opinion one way or the other. I barely made. It was just kind of dull and lifeless. Kind of like, uh, trying to think of a good example of another movie. Uh, it's kind of like the way Dave seemed to describe the way he felt about uh, Cat and Nontails. I actually like that one more. I, I don't know. I find
3: that fucking... How dare he?
1: Uh. <laughs> 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 I think stylistically
3: and musically, at least, this movie deserves.
1: Hey, I love the music. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, let me say I love the music. So that was uh, the one good thing I had going for it.
3: Well, let's just you know, to be honest, there's not a ton we really need to say about like the kills in it because <laughs> most of them don't even really get shown on camera. There's very, very way much way. more to build like oh. the the building psychosis of this girl's yeah. position.
4: Yeah. And it doesn't really I will like say, it. dude cinematography wise, <laughs> like
3: soundtrack wise, this movie fucking owns <laughs> it. Mean, those scenes where there she's like stalking the girl down in front of the billboard. Oh my
1: god. So it sounds like your, your impression changed for the better. That's oh,
3: wholeheartedly, man. <laughs> and, and like, did you guys catch that fucking? And a lot of people. I didn't notice it the first time I watched the movie, where it finally fucking zooms out on the, like that second mirror down by the billboards, and it's like this whole scene of like the Japanese highway system all crazy, and like these yeah. billboards, and you can just barely down in the corner see her stabbing the shit out of the girl.
0: <laughs> oh, I missed that.
3: Yeah, oh. dude, when you go back and you watch it and you realize that she's down there stabbing the shit out of the girl, it makes this whole landscape that you're seeing of, like, this nighttime fucking Japan shot. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, it's just sort of breathtaking, honestly. Uh, but the, the stuff with them in front of the billboard was nuts. You know, that's that to me totally goes right to some, like, Suspiria shit almost. <laughs> where, where it's just... <laughs> stylistically, the movie is fucking awesome. Uh, The way they just, all of that nighttime sort of Tokyo vibe that they had, it felt like a cross between Wicked City and Suspiria. The way they lit the movie a lot of the time. And Mm. I think that was fucking dope. Hmm. I mean, really, if we're being honest, outside of the bare-bones plot and the fucking, you know, the couple of kills that happen in it, which don't even happen on camera. We're really talking more about like style choices and and crazy yeah. shit like that. Well, yeah, the, kill, the killing was more suggestive than than anything uh, else. To be honest, I mean, you got the you got the disembowelment of the uh, the ovaries uh, from from the newspaper uh, news reporters. Uh, you you have the the gore effects of the bodies. Uh, With the disembowelments, like, laying there. uh, there. But uh, in all honesty, you do not see uh, her entirely do any of these killings. You see her run this girl down, and she's basically, like,
1: tumbling around in the
3: rain. (laughs) You know? And and you see (laughs) her buddies, but it looks, I mean, that's what I'm saying, like, You don't necessarily need to see the shit on screen in this one. Whereas in the the first one, it's definitely, you know, just the tone of the movie. You know, you're going to see some people get split open or something. Uh, This one definitely went more stylistic with it. You know? Like, they they decided to fucking make something that wasn't just a slasher movie sequel. They did. Oh, yeah. You know, their Suspiria
2: <laughs>
3: in answer to what the first one was, you know, and I think that's pretty fucking cool. Um, and then that last sequence, you know, that last battle sequence really is the main thing to talk about in the movie. I, I guess I'll let you guys give me your thoughts yeah. on that before I run into it.
4: <laughs> I, I got I, you know I gotta know uh, because that one was probably the one that I would have expected that you would have had the hardest uh, time dealing with Jake.
1: <laughs> well, I did, and, but it wasn't all purely the physical part of it, and I think this may have been one of the things that hurt the movie for me was I I didn't want to see everything that is going on in this sequence and I feel like I missed some story because this sequence made no freaking sense to me no. <laughs> so it made no I
3: sense Brandon, Whatever. Brandon if you could interpret that ending scene how would you interpret it
4: well again that's the thing is I I mean, again, I I am not 100% certain with this one because, again, Mm -hmm. it is a, it's just me guessing. Mm -hmm. And my guess is that because she's pregnant with the the child, that the Hideki Force itself was able to uh, possess her and uh what and use her jealousy against her to turn her into a murderous monster. all right, all right. i gotta hey, back you're it, talking about hey, it
3: i gotta, I gotta, I gotta, back, it, I gotta it. back it i gotta back it up here This yeah. that's not at all what happened bro what the hell uh <laughs> in, in the last part of the movie okay
1: mm-hmm.
3: basically they f- figured this shit out but okay uh, what's the what's the name of the first girl uh, yeah. She comes to that chick's house like ready to kill her.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: You know? And this is after that scene where she chased her down and like jumped on her shoulders and like, you're never gonna get him. Being all psycho and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she comes to her house and she's like there down to fucking like slit this girl's throat. And it oh, turns out that geez. she's already went psycho too and killed the dude that's living with her. Like that dude, right. you know. As far as we're concerned, uh, I forget his name. Now. Well, yeah, c- c- the main <laughs> dude. He fucking is like there, dead in the bathtub, kinda. He's trying to like. That that you know? well, I swear, yeah. I swear, his le- le- legs, and limbs were like floating in on the surface of that. Tub.
1: Yeah, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> I see
3: she was, she was there Ready to kill the girl, because she was trying, because previously there was that scene where she ran her down and was like, you're never going to get him." I told him to sleep with you, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. she came there ready to shank that bitch just on, like, jealousy. Yeah. And yeah. that other girl was there like, I'm ready to shank you straight up. I'm ready to shank you straight on that psycho tip, you know, like, let's do it. <laughs> and, like, that's pretty much what goes down for the rest of the movie. Okay,
4: but- I like I I do think that there is a a part of it that's related to that whole Hideki deal. Uh, Because even if you look at her face when she is doing this stuff, she's got all the weird veins and stuff on her forehead popping out. There's something like weird demonic possession going on there on top of normal jealousy that's pushed her over the edge. Because she was she was perfectly content to be just a, a regular, uh, psycho bitch. And, and yeah, instead of, you know, and, and, uh, and then uh, she uh, turned out into
0: like... ...the technical terminology. Yeah, you know, up like,
3: you in you the you fucking row. It, it was
0: a,
1: a check.
3: Psycholo- it was a psychological...
1: You need extra It was a psychological...
3: It was a psychological fight between two mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, oh, and it was fucking glorious, dude. <laughs> and when mm-hmm. uh, when they uh, when they dropped down into that water, I felt like they were uh, they were inside the womb uh, of the, uh, of the, fu- uh, of the fucking inside, where it, I didn't think about it that way, but it totally makes sense, and there's that weird looking yeah. hole that they had made look more suggestive than it needed to be, and she came out with those scissors like she was gonna cut some kind of umbilical cord or some shit, yeah. so, yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, there were a lot of different weapons in there,
0: like, it seemed like, it seemed like it almost changed, like, scene to scene, it's like, one scene, she's got, like, the box cutter, and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. My preferred weapon, we're here for it. Uh, and then all of a sudden she just has these
1: scissors, and it's like, wait, where'd she get those? Well, I think the projectionist uh, had the special scissors they used to cut the film. And, correct, yeah, that was like, the other ones had ones and, the one.
3: But... And Emmy had the box cutter.
1: Right. Okay, and I want yeah. to say here, like, I saw this, I saw the promise of a really cool film. There's a lot here that I liked, I just, that end just went so far off the rails for me, like I said, I lost track. What you guys are saying is not far off from what I was thinking, but it's still, it's kind of like, okay, is she crazy, is she possessed, is, are they both murderous crazy people, or is only one of them <laughs> it's it's a little more sense
3: if you've seen the first one, but yeah. I can understand that would be hard to interpret, man.
1: Uh, Well, I was told this one had a somewhat tangential relationship to the first one. Yeah, not
3: really. Yeah. I mean, well, it does, but it doesn't. Like, honestly, after watching both of them, like, it Mm -hmm. helps, I guess, to make some sense of what might be going on in the second one. Because, you know, there was already, like, tumor babies and supernatural shit before. Yeah,
4: that's it's just a weird thing overall. I I have a uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I will probably
3: have to rewatch that ending over again just to uh, just to see if I can interpret it a little better. It's just it, it's just it, it it went a little too crazy. Uh, it's like it did. And so but to be fair, so did the first one, you know. Like we already discussed that. <laughs> yeah, but not as much as this fair. one did. Not as Not, much as this Well, I, I don't know that it's. It, I, actually, I think this one reeled it in a little bit. Because mm-hmm. we just had. They had the one birth scene. They oh, yeah. didn't have the lady affected <laughs> by somehow a throat touch. And then her also giving well, birth to Some I, random baby. I, I guess all and I also would say head. that fucking this one, with it being a grown man's face that was birthed, <laughs> 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 that shit fucking makes me laugh every time I see it. And. Also, it is fairly disturbing, you know? hmm uh,
4: so uh, well, well, I this guess... One, yeah. This one didn't go off the rails like the other one uh, did. It was a slow burn, and, and I felt like they actually did a better job of going... Yeah. Uh, of it uh, when it comes to keeping it down to earth because you knew there was something supernatural going on the entire time. Right. So, and by the end, when it comes,
3: the the the, sh- the shock with the dude's face or whatever in her it, it's like just kind of a cool moment, and you can see it as a throwback to the first one. See, I, mean. I also kind of interpreted uh, there was a moment where you saw uh, 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 saw the the, the man that, that they had both fallen in love with. Okay. In, uh, in a doctor's uniform, and I almost uh, thought to a moment, well, well, is this flashing back to the moment where she actually had her own abortion? Mm. You know, uh, because that was the dude in the glasses. That, that was uh, behind the doctor's mask. Yeah, and he was going was towards movie, her. Credit uh, for kind of being unique in that whole gimmick of it, too. Right? Like, I can't think of another movie where it's, like, a lady that's had an abortion. That's freaking the the closest I can think of is inside. That maybe where that lady's trying to like steal that other bitch's baby or whatever.
4: Uh, I've seen I've seen one Japanese film uh, similar to this. It was a film called The Locker, which uh, was about uh, aborted baby ghosts. And uh, I thought you said goats, but I thought uh, you said goats <laughs> for a minute there, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I caught that. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Let me make sure I, I said ghosts. And uh, it has a similar feel to what's going on here. Hmm.
3: Good band name though. Aborted baby goats.
4: <coughs> yeah, I'd listen to them. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Of course, there are there are many different uh, uh, baby feed, uh, fetus uh, uh, films like *It's Alive*. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really crazy
0: trilogy. They're not really they're not really aborted. They're like mutants. It's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's complicated. But are they as horrifying as baby geniuses? Uh, debatable. Look who's talking <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like that movie.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm not gonna lie, like I spent like a solid two years of my life terrified of going to the toilet at night alone because of Luki's because there's that part where there's the potty monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck up thing I'm not gonna I
0: definitely
3: don't watch Death Toilet now. You're fucking kidding me. But no, I mean, I think this movie, honestly, as much as it does not live up to, like, the meaty slasher reputation of the first one, it's, like, its own thing. It's, And I, I do love the fact that it fucking reminds me so much of Italian horror movies. I don't
2: know.
3: Just the crazy vivid imagery of that neon blanket over the darkness of them fucking, like, her. just even just them there covering blood is, looks cool under well, that, you know. that's, a, that's true. Like, I the blood in this is pretty pretty crazy. I like the part, uh, uh, part where she um, uh, she's gone out and attracted these two men and uh, uh, they're going at her and then all of a sudden you see the shadow of the child that's haunting her. That little moment, right, uh, 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 right there, uh, there, where you see the premonition of her haunting, you know, right. If, uh, it kind of foreshadows uh, all, uh, all, the ne- uh, all, the, all the, all uh, a little different chi- uh, child moments that she uh, she starts to see after that. That's so. true. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, this in terms of like the vibe of the movie is fucking sick. It gives you like that late, you know. Late night, sort of under the neon lights vibe, through most of the thing, you know. And then those scenes where they do like the billboard shit, I think really kind of captures that perfectly. And you guys really got to go look at that fucking sort of—I don't know what you call it—where it's like that wide shot of the the city, but then if you look close, you can see her stabbing the fuck out of that lady. True. But, while the billboards are making the water change color and shit. I mean... Oh, that yeah. was an interesting yeah. moment. Uh, imagine, like, an Italian horror movie like that shot back in the day in Tokyo. I mean, imagine I remember... Do that. I mean, I remember the scene where she's kind of... Like, she's covering
0: blood and she's throwing up, and it just cuts to, you know, a shredded corpse, like, nearby... Uh that was kind of my first hint of like, wait, what she's involved with whatever's going on, isn't she?
3: Oh wow uh, right. Most of the kills don't happen on camera, actually.
0: Yeah, it's very restrained until that ending where they're just like hacking away at each other with like switchblades.
3: And what do you guys think right? about that ending? Sorry, Jake, what were you gonna say?
1: What? what, what's up? what? We probably cut you
0: off, Jake. Say something.
1: No, no, no. I was just uh I was noticing something that amused me, but go ahead. Well, you and you and fucking
3: Brandon can probably understand like half the movie seemed like it was lit in the same way Wicked City was, which is weird because that's animated either. Like Oh
4: geez. They have Wicked that City beautiful that.
3: blue cool. midnight fucking thing going on during a lot of it too that I just cannot get That's it kind of
1: uh, That's a good. Uh, if you're looking for an anime counterpart to the look, What do you think, kind of like Dark Side Blues. I'd say it's oh, Wicked Sitting Meets Side Perfect Blue, you know,
3: kind of, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so now what I was chuckling about is I was looking at the writers. And one of them is one of the co-writers of Akira. I yeah, I, director I noticed you
3: actually wrote it. I was right mm-hmm. here in my notes. I was going
1: to pull that out and sound but smart the later. Other one, this nice. is the, the one that made me chuckle. Chiaki Konaka is the other one. And in addition to a long and nice set of credits, uh... Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040, Serial Experiments Lane, uh, Helsing, uh, which yeah. that one kind of lost to the end too, so that makes sense. The part of the movie, Brandon will appreciate this one. Marebito.
4: Oh god. <laughs> he the novel. Well, <laughs> actually, not to mention it, it does have a, a feel like that yes film. It's a Japanese
1: horror film that I subjected Brandon and another friend of ours to. Of course I was subjected to it. I didn't know what I was getting into. I don't think any of us really loved it. Um that could have been a good second chances option, honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I, I, thought good.
0: I thought this was pretty good. Like I was yeah. I was impressed. I mean, maybe not, so, like, good enough for me okay. to, like, hunt down on, like, DVD or whatever and buy it, but,
3: like, if I saw it oh. and it was cheap, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Well, here's the deal, dude. I bought this <laughs> at a time. Like, okay, this, this is kind of my final word, I guess, on, on Evil Dead Shot 2. I bought this at a time when I was not interested in, in style or subtlety or anything cool that comes with horror movies. I was like a fucking 19-year-old kid. It was like 10, 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I bought it because it was the sequel to a cool movie that I'd seen, which I ordered because I had not gotten on it since, you know, and watching it with you guys made me realize, like, holy shit, no wonder I was bummed on the second one. Like, the first one fucking rules so basically I got this back in the day based on seeing a movie that was nothing like it you know. and I didn't have the yeah. right sort of sensibilities to be able to appreciate the subtleties of the movie you know yeah. in my mind it was just a cheap piece of shit like it didn't fucking there's no gore in it or whatever until the last few minutes and now I think that last When they're fighting through those fucking white tapestries or whatever, that's probably one of my favorite pieces of horror imagery I think I've ever seen. Hmm. It's just, there's something about it. You know, with the soundtrack that's going on and stuff, it's like, definitely totally sending up to Italian horror movies too, I think. Uh,
1: Yeah. I I definitely got
3: an Italian Giolo from the second one from, from the first one, like, get it from the first one, one. in the oh, first no. half in the first half of this film maybe in the first like, half just of it all the marks incoherent plot check fucking like colorful <laughs> check <laughs> insanely good cinematography yes and then a good soundtrack you know that's like Jello and the nut yeah <laughs> The plot really doesn't matter a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. You know? True. Mm-hmm. Okay, I really need to brush up on my Japanese. This looks amusing, though. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I think this movie hits all those marks, though, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's got the good soundtrack. It's got good imagery. I know you guys are going to get some mileage out of that fucking... That landscape or whatever I was talking about, man. Like that's truly—it's awesome to behold because you see—you see this whole like awesome fucking nighttime Japan sort of scene, and then you look down there and you can see here on the glow of one of the other fucking billboards just fucking stabbing the shit out of some chick. Yeah. Mhm. Oh
2: yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Um, I think the no, movie starts no. as like an interesting exercise of this serial killer chick being in a love triangle with someone, and it kind of ends where they just again go, "We got to be weird in Japanese." So let's figure out how uh, to be weird.
4: Is, I actually feel like the way they ended it in a way, uh, whereas with the original Evil Dead trip, I felt like the ending was a detriment to the film, and this one, I actually thought the ending was more of a saving grace. So, uh, it made me feel more for the character, because I didn't have a lot of feeling for her, because she was just somebody who's going and killing people and ripping their ovaries out, uh, because she felt self-conscious about herself, and, uh, well, uh, really it turned out, yeah, it's because she
3: had the abortion, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: But of course, you don't you don't get that at first, you <laughs> know. That's not necessarily a reason
3: to go out and kill people, though.
4: No, <laughs> no. Uh, no, i, I really, sympathetic for her to go out and kill a bunch of people. <laughs>
3: Interesting <laughs> reason compared to other, like, reasons for, yeah. s- you know, slasher killers or whatever the fuck.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know, like whenever I whenever I think of reasons,
0: like I just remember uh has anybody seen uh Analyze This or yeah. Analyze I can't remember if it's analyze uh, for analyze this or analyzed yeah, that. Nope. the second one.
2: Where like uh, nope. analyze
0: that yeah. where the yeah. actor is coming to like the actual mob boss um uh, for like advice and it's like, you know, what could I do if I'm angry? I don't know, just just you know, punch a guy. It's like but why would I do that though? It's like, I know, you're pissed? He's there. That's, that's it. <laughs> it. It kind of has me
1: thinking of that. Why is it not? Well,
3: in any case, um, uh, uh, w- w- should we talk about special effects then? Oh, the effects well, are first. pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah they, they do the job. Best
4: of those, but...
3: I like that they don't focus on them too much, you know? Like, it's kind of there as just a th- uh, another way of the movie. It's not like the first one where the shocking scenes were definitely supposed to be, like, shocking. And in this one, it's very much to build the idea that this lady is fucked up and, you know... I think it does a good job of that. I think so. Um. I mean, like I said before, uh, with uh, a lot of the gore moments, a lot of it was suggestive. Uh, So, uh, to uh, to me, uh, I I love the look of uh, the makeup and special uh, special effects of the bodies themselves of the victims that you see, and uh, um, I guess the uh, scratches and the and the. The blood that uh, that, uh, the the two mothers end up uh, um, enacting on each Uh, other—those look pretty, pretty good, Um, believable. So, we don't see a ton of it on screen either. No, final sequence. All right, favorite moments. Did everyone have any favorite moments that they wanted
0: to, to, to say? I think I just like the finale because it's like, what is happening? And it's just, mm. it's, it's kind of, it's almost kind of 2001-ish and just like a lot of stuff going down really fast. Mm. It's like, okay, they're fighting with knives. Okay, they're somehow at a factory now. All right, they've fallen to the floor <laughs> they're and they're laying water. in water. What is that going okay, lot lot on? Okay, there's somebody in a net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like
3: a, Steven what baby, what's happening? What's happening? Out? I was trying to figure out, who the fuck was in the net. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure if we paid like, perfect attention, we'd be like, oh no, that's whoever, but, um, hmm. I don't know, this is a Well, nutty, I tried to, and nutty nutty movie. Movie. I don't
3: know, who the fuck, that lady in the net was, but, uh, hmm. I don't know what 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 did you guys think about it, Brandon and Jake?
1: Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know all of it, that
4: definitely segments. <sighs> uh, I I thought it was a fairly kick-ass fight scene, but there was a lot of gore in it, so uh, I could see where some people. Who are more sensitive to that, like when they snap the girl's arm? Oh, god damn it, Brandon.
3: Yeah. I was hoping we could get to this and not vent from that.
4: It's one of those. As my mom to used to at.
3: say, that makes my butt tingle. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, those are the type of effects that you get through that film, and uh, that's a part of this film, like anything else. So yes. I mean that, and that is uh and the gore effects really are part of what makes the fight scene as intensive as it is, and strange as it is with her going on the operating table uh and all of this stuff going it just was both psychological and uh and uh ho- and horror roller coaster, really, if you think about it,
3: yeah. yeah. Like, uh, uh, they don't overuse it either, like, Brandon, the effects are better than the first one, but they don't oh, overblow blow. it in the same way, or they're not even trying to make the same kind of movie, so. Brandon, did you have a, a favorite scene that you wanted to pull
4: from the film? I actually really like the scenes of her in the projectionist booth, because it's just those kind of pondering scenes that just, uh have her, like, pondering her life and how things are going. I uh, just—I don't know, there's something about it that just uh, gives me those extra, like, uh, bits of insight into the character.
3: Uh, Jake, if there was a scene that you could pull from this movie, is there any scene that you... in particular, uh, that, that, uh... strikes your fancy?
1: I... I'm tempted to say... Kind of what Brandon was just saying. We were, um, not, partly the projectionist things I think you did a fair job of creating Aki as a character. And so there were a lot of little scenes of, of putting her forward. as You understood her, I think, more than you did the other characters. Yes. And the projectionist scenes definitely helped a lot with that. That first scene where she meets the reporter and that other guy, uh, not really meets, but you know, she's meeting with them. Uh, If I remember correctly, didn't that scene end with something like uh, the reporter saying something along the lines of like, uh, I'm probably going to have, there's probably going to be another killing tonight, I guess I gotta get ready. And I was sitting there thinking like, well that's an awfully flip way to look at it. And I just I was kind of amused by that, but um, but my favorite thing easily was the music. So it's not so much a particular scene, but I think there were certain scenes in particular where the music like works really really well.
3: Yeah, they it, they greatly benefited from. Mm-hmm. The fact that They kind of took the best things about the score of the original one and then turned it mm-hmm. into honestly like a... Uh, mm-hmm. like I said, my notes I think it, I think it's better than most fucking standard like horror movie scores at the time. It's had mm-hmm. like pretty good music. Like, like I noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's on par with, like, the lower end of the fucking Italian horror movie scores, you know.
1: Right. They did have a little bit of similarity. It wouldn't be surprising to me if they uh, cited some of those scores as influences or whatever.
3: Right. (sighs)
1: I thought, the, I thought the score in the first uh, first film
3: was actually better than this uh, score, but the score was pretty decent, too. I would agree, um, but I thought that this score was used better, like, to build the film and the visuals mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, I think the score in the first one was, like, harder-hitting, but I think this one really kind of worked well with the scenes, you know? As far as... Me, um, my favorite scene, uh, scene or scenes, or uh, I guess I have two of, uh, two of them. Uh, the first one is uh, where she's uh, that that one where she is. She's actually run down uh, the the girl, and she, and it looks like there are some people right around the corner, and she realizes that she can't entirely continue to uh, to kill off her victim. Because she doesn't want to be seen. <laughs> you know, and uh, that's why she's just standing there looking at her. with the Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones, for sure. Um, and then, of course, um, she's just killed a victim or something like that. And um, she's having that erotic moment in front of the mirror, and that's right before the rapey uh, scene. For some reason, I don't know why, that awkward moment where you just see him in the background, it's like, well, what the fuck? I was just touching myself, man. That was was a bit gnarly. (laughs) I think if I had to pick anything favorite about it, it's just like, the, all those scenes with them and with the billboard, like anything they did with that, I thought was fucking sick. Especially that big panoramic or whatever the fuck shot, where it's like you, she's down in the corner. You guys are gonna dig that when you take a look at it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I kind of wish I'd, I had seen the first one
0: after this because this turned out to be much better than I expected it to be. Like I expect, I was expecting something like an Evil Dead ripoff of some kind. Right. um just because of the crazy name which
4: honestly makes no sense
0: uh,
4: really yeah. if you get a chance dude you you, uh, you you should i mean i don't think jake should watch the first one but i definitely think that you you should because you, you like that kind of slasher genre and the first one definitely like really plays to that in many in many ways Oh, shoot, I've got a. i have got I went ahead and I bought the Synapse film release of the first one because I wanted to see that. Uh, and I yeah, and, oh, and, awesome. and I like it. And
3: the first one is actually in the link uh, uh, so, uh, somewhere before this one, Dustin. So uh, when oh, you go nice. back, it, so uh, when you go backwards a little bit, you can find it. Uh, it's not actually on YouTube. So
0: oh, cool. I've got uh, I've got Superman Red know. Sun queued up because apparently that came out today, and I didn't know about it until. Uh, I saw an ad for it. We did the comic and comic club. It was fun. Oh, uh, well, this is the animated adaptation, which they've been kind of touting for a while. Um, I didn't even know it was out, mm-hmm. so woo! I, I mm-hmm. guess the brand new movies today, though. So I need, I need to get the color out of space. Like that came out today. Some tonight, of those too. a good job with. Some of the some of the some DC animated movies are just incredible. Like Gotham by Gaslight's, I think, probably their best recent oh, yeah.
1: one. Which one did you say just came out?
0: Red Sun. Oh, right. Red it's Red like Sun. what if Superman landed in Russia yeah. instead of Kansas? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so apparently, the according yeah, to stuff. this, the literal translation of the film is actually "Shirael Noana." It says "Trap of the Death Spirits." That, that sounds so sense. much better that than even said Trap. It sounds so much better than Evil Dead Trap. Why did they change the title? Evil Dead is popular and it would probably
0: get butts in seats. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the first film came out in
3: 1988,
1: so um right. w- w- when did the original Evil Dead come out?
3: 83, 82, somewhere around there. Okay, so... Uh, so we, Evil Dead 2 might have
1: been 88, wouldn't it? Might, might have, have been. That.
3: 86 or 87 at the earliest, I think. So, Evil Dead was still quite popular. Evil Dead too. I could, I could see yeah. it as a, mar- a, a marketing thing that uh, the that's U.S. Totally did. Because uh, uh, um, uh, a lot of ta- at times that's how titles mm-hmm. were, it would get uh, somewhat popular mm-hmm. in Blockbuster. If you stuck Evil Dead trap right next to Evil Dead, somebody might pick yeah. it up by yeah, mistake. It, the Evil it dead. happened a lot.
1: Yeah and <laughs> people will probably look at it and go what are you talking about? are nothing like evil dead
3: what? <laughs> <laughs> evil dead trap D, that is directed by the same director was not intended to be connected but they tried to sell it as that. so <laughs> but yeah. uh, in any case uh, why don't we uh, why don't we start with uh, 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 it, it, did anyone else have anything else to add to the film?
1: Well, oh, yeah yeah
0: You said, well, yeah, and then I thought you were going to have a point. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, well, from somebody who's completely unfamiliar with the series, or just, like, Asian horror in general, uh, I thought this was actually pretty good, so I would say check it out, Um, even if it's maybe not your typical thing. Like, give it a try. For sure.
4: (laughs) Oh, ready. So, um, Go ahead. I'd like to give a recommendation. Don't try and analyze this too hard. And I think you'll <laughs> be fine. And uh, I think the same thing goes with with looking at both of these. Because to me, I think analyzing it too much, that's what we're doing here. We're, we're having fun with it because this is just what we do, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> like, really and truly, you don't need to analyze this. Just just enjoy the gory fun and the kills. That's really what it's all about.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's really a movie you could put on with like a soundtrack on loop, and just have it on mute, and it's gonna be good background imagery. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Alrighty. So, um uh, Brandon, what, uh, uh, if uh, you could tell us. Uh, uh let's wrap this up here
4: so um
1: brandon why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are
4: and and uh i oh, dave if you will give me some time at the very end of yours to uh go over our uh uh our upcoming uh month that would probably be the best time for it sure thing man so um But in any case, uh, I'm Septum Sen of Septum Sen Vs. The World. I uh, run a channel. What the heck was that? Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, Oh, well. At least it was brief. Uh. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I run a channel (laughs) dedicated to physical media and uh, the love of physical media. Um, We have uh, various things, such as movie reviews... uh, Movie discussions. Uh, we've been doing a couple of. We've been a whole, doing a lot of uh, really rapid reviews lately uh, for our site. We uh, we continue that with our vlogcast at the end of this week. And uh, one thing that I have gotten back into is doing some uh, video reviews. Uh, we just uh, I just posted the review of Death Toilet One and Two, which kind of brings me full circle. On the Evan Jacobs uh, and Hedonia project because there were only two I had yet to see. I have also got a review of Miami Guns. So for those of you who love anime, that's uh, not so good. Uh, But uh, attempts to be in the vein of Excel Saga combined with uh, You're Under Arrest. If you are uh, familiar with those. Uh, basically very strange And, and not as strange uh, There's also These uh, reviews of both of these Films and uh, a Indie film called The Kane Complex which uh, Was sent to me uh, through uh, Wet Movie 1 and uh, uh, Out of an auction uh, if, if you have a chance come in and support his Site uh, he's been through some troubles Lately himself and uh, He is uh, definitely Worth watching he, he's a collector As well, the that's about it for that. I work with Inside Movies Galore to do a lot of things and projects. Um, I think Dave and I are both kind of uh, doing concurrent and hedonia projects ourselves, so we are uh, working together on that and separately at the same time. Mm -hmm. I help run the schedule, so I have the. Uh, for uh, Music Lovers March And I will go over that at the very end So you guys will know what's upcoming
3: Yeah, stay tuned for that shit And
4: uh, Mo, why don't you tell us a little
3: bit about yourself and what you do? Uh, I just review shitty movies dude
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, you know, check out my channel, at Master Studios. Other than that, I'm, I hang out with these dudes and talk about other shitty movies. So. actually. I find I find like a better appreciation for movies with you guys than I do when I'm reviewing them for my channel because I tend to watch them and just be like, "Fuck that thing." And. <laughs> You should have more. confidence in yourself and your opinions and viewpoints, so that I you can have, get some more. My now. opinions, it's not necessarily the movie, Sam. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, you <but, all>
4: right, <laughs> definitely played into to watch channel and uh, the uh, and all of his just face when he does the uh, the RGS. Because his, uh, his recent review when it came to uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind was really fun to watch. I
3: think it was the most definitive review anyone's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, for that uh, note, we, you should check out our discussion that Paul and I had on a uh, Western fi- uh, film just recently. Yeah, that was a good, that's, a, that's a good one. They called him Cemetery. So, hmm. true fact. Uh yeah, just basically I don't know. Listen to these guys. <laughs> Alright. Um uh Dustin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, so, um I have a YouTube channel. I collect horror
0: well, anything related to horror really. Uh and my channel is the Crypt of Horrors. Um uh, and it's also my Instagram, which I Probably going to have to be much more active on uh, because my Twitter account got uh, got troll bombed, so it might be gone for good. And I have not been taking it well. Um, so yeah, follow me on Instagram at the Crypt of Horrors, or uh, the short handle is DHR Hunter uh, because I couldn't change that for some reason. And uh, yeah, um, check out my channel uh, new videos coming whenever the pain goes away so yeah mm.
3: okay, uh, Jake well, now comes the know. part where Jake tells us about all the awesome nature adventures we're supposed to be having when <laughs> <having>. we're <laughs> <laughs> to the internet oh, remember uh, to
1: take toilet paper with you there were some good ones this week were, um, <laughs> I'm waiting
3: for it, Jake God damn it <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, uh, I love it. Uh, well, uh, so I'm I'm i Jake. I frequently guest on Zone vs World, where we have uh, as we're all kinds of fun discussions about physical media and uh, the collection thereof and etc. Uh, etc. Et we have the a Oscars, uh, yep, Oscars, and we have a big big one coming out that's uh, the week that the Oscars were supposed to be. The stupid people that thought it was good to do it in early January. Early <laughs> February. It felt like early January. We've <laughs> 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 got some random yeah.
3: strolls. Right? Uh, we need to get some hey, hey, uh, new egg strolls through that collection, baby. So we,
1: well, I, if I had a place to display it, I would do that. But I, they're like here, there, and everywhere. It sucks. And that needs to change. By the way, um, So I, you know, we we do have the upcoming of the best films of 2019. I know we're both doing some uh, cramming this week to get some. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then of course, uh, like you said, uh, I do have my own uh, channel called Bookie Jake. It's a nature theme channel, but. Well, I promise, get some updates in the future, but I have not been good at updating it. But, um, yeah, I did have gorgeous weather on my birthday, which did lead to some strolls in the world. It
3: my thing really is what, like, you have a pleasing voice, and you say things like gorgeous weather. So <laughs> well, I think that you could fucking have a channel that's just
1: <laughs> I should be going
3: out there. Yeah. <laughs> You I'm you know, a fucking cosmeto- What? What is it? Cosmetologist? <laughs> is that a person that does makeup on
4: that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, he, could, so he could be like brave wilderness and just get stung and bitten by things and you'll get like tons of hits.
3: Yeah, uh, I prefer that. a non-cosm pain. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be one of those, uh, one of those, like, uh, people that, uh, uh, you'd be like the next crocodile hunter. Like if you start making money like that, I'll give you a <laughs> life-size Garfield fucking layabout so you can just be like, lasagna and all this fucking feeders. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're so making... Awesome. Nature videos and people are like, I like the cut, the cut of this guy's jib.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> I think much like the stringyard duck, you could become oh, an. We need to start pushing that duck more, guys.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a little duck. More, I guess. Um, <laughs> I oh, actually, yeah, that was one of my nature sightings this week. A duck called a bufflehead. I just love the name of the bufflehead. It yeah, like, could be like our name
3: friend, back. You're a duck. It <laughs> could just be a little picture of Jake's face over Some
0: Victorian <laughs> dude, probably.
1: Yeah, flack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like... Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <definitely laughs> what we got, huh? <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, we also have I Spend a of right Time on this channel as well, and uh, the related uh, versions of Ranger. we do some fun stuff there, and I'm looking forward to us seeing which uh, films made it for my theme, the Music lovers' March, I don't think any of my movies got chosen, I'll find out shortly with the rest of you
3: all. Oh and my god, I are you ready? Uh, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, give us the bad news
4: <laughs> Okay, so uh, we've got some upcoming things uh, for, of course, Music March and I'm going to include uh, with that a lot of pre-shows I actually had to reshuffle this and I'll tell everybody after we're off the air with the, uh, who got the highest vote totals because I do know those uh, pretty well but we're going to start hmm. off next week uh, with our pre-show, which is going to be a uh, silent horror in our way uh, right. studios uh, month, and so we got a little bit of comedy horror based off of Silent Hill and Resident Evil, and then we're going to follow up with our first music march film called Repo: The Genetic Opera. yes so, uh, Then, so uh, which I believe Dave will end up hosting because he put that up. Uh, mm-hmm. Then next up for Music March, I, we don't have necessarily a pre-show plan, but there may be one in the future. We will follow up with the uh, popular movie Labyrinth. Ooh, oh, yeah, that's a musical! Cool.
3: That was one of my uh, another one of it's my t- uh, picks. It's David Bailey. It's got music in it.
4: Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like, I guess yeah. my uh, my picks were pretty, it was really good. I guess my picks As, uh, were actually pretty good. And the next one, which uh, I had to rearrange because of uh, we need the pre-show for, uh, and also the one that won by far with the most votes, which is Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome <laughs> with the pre-show of Mad <laughs> Max and, uh, Road Warrior. And so Mad Max has one of the most kick-ass effects there is. We <laughs> <should>. <laughs> I
3: and uh, I don't know why, but uh, but maybe we should also if we're doing Mad Max and Road Warrior, but but uh, on on that show we should also do Mad Max: The Fury Road one.
4: It give me a reason to watch my copy. <laughs> yeah, we could definitely do and uh, We could try and do no pre-show for Labyrinth, and that way we'd have enough time to get all three films watched. Uh, <laughs> But uh, that would be uh, interesting, and then mm. follow up with Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome uh, as our Music mar- music Lovers March. Mm. And then, of course, on our next month, with a pre-show of the original next version month. of this film. Sorry, not next month, the next one. There's five, there's five Tuesdays in mm. March, which is pretty cool. The next one will be... Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which is Ooh. also a musical And uh, I believe Dave wanted to do the original, uh, which has Jack Nicholson in it for the uh, pre-show
1: That was on Attempt of the Bees, isn't
4: it? Yes Okay, good that uh, so, so that's easy enough, and I also have another copy of it, so we'll be able to access that easy uh, The last one, of course, which really hits the tail end of March is going to be another one which I believe uh, uh, Mosley ended up uh, suggesting to us, which is Rock and Roll High School, ooh, a ooh, Roger good. Corman classic, with a pre show with the uh, sequel, Rock and Roll High School Forever, <laughs> and, uh, with, uh, which is a favorite of mine, definitely. Which with I <laughs> Which I will
3: have to pick up copies before that last one, so I'm glad that you put it as the last one.
4: So, <laughs> uh, that one you need to get out of all of those. That is like the first one is like a classic, right like there. Mm. But uh, with that being said, that is Music Lovers March, and uh, we will look forward to next week with a uh, with our Silent Horror, followed by Repo: The Genetic Opera. <laughs> I um, thank all of
3: you guys for like participating in this too, man It's been fun
4: Oh yeah, we had a, we had a lot of votes Cast all over the uh, Facebook webs And um, we had a decent participation Not a huge, but a decent one
1: Okay, that's good
3: Alrighty, well, uh, in any case, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our ramblings on this album, and uh, and uh, hopefully y'all uh, will be looking forward to our our coming month of music lov- uh, uh, loving. So um, definitely stay tuned. We have some uh, more crazy shit to talk about, and uh, we'll we'll uh, uh, let y'all uh, go with a good evening. So uh, good night everyone. Morning. Ni protection. Good night. protection. Night. Night. He doesn't know where he's gonna be. He Use protection. Air <laughs> <eater> inside you. <laughs> That's what I call getting some
4: head. <laughs> nice job, Kermit. Thank you. Nice job, Kermit. Thank you. Nice job, Kermit. Thank
2: you. <laughs>